Credit card debt can be a never-ending game where balances move from card to card while you chase teaser intro rates only to pay balance transfer fees. Put an end to the games. Whitefish Credit Union's credit card has no balance transfer fees and we offer a fixed interest rate starting at just 7.9% annual percentage rate. Even if you have less than perfect credit, Whitefish Credit Union may be able to help. Visit whitefishcu.com or call us at 862-3525 to apply. Whitefish Credit Union, we belong to you. Some restrictions apply. You get the full spectrum of Northwest Montana sports only on 96.5 and 600 KGEZ. Now, back to the Knock on Sports and Anthony Knockreiner. Welcome back here to the Knock on Sports. And joining us right now on the Whitefish Credit Union Hotline, it is Chris Peterson from the Helena IR as we talk high school sports. Chris, great to have you on the show once again, man. Hope you're doing well. Oh, thanks a lot for having me. I'm doing pretty good. Uh, Chris, you were this past weekend over at, uh, what was it, Capitol High. Uh, Capitol obviously setting Class AA records as well with the most consecutive wins here. Uh, so let me just get your thoughts on on that match because it did go five sets. What did you take away from it? Um, Yeah, it was, you know, for one, it was a really exciting match, and it was kind of the second, um, you know, really classic match in a row for Capitol. Um, they just had a really close one with with Billings West too, but you know, it was really um it was like a heavyweight, you know, fight so to speak. You know, it was two teams, you know, two state championship caliber teams. You don't always you know, when you get to that final you don't always get two teams that, you know, you would feel really worthy of, you know, being the champion. You know, sometimes that's the way in the Super Bowl a team, you know, just the, they get a favorable bracket. It's nothing about them, but you know, you wouldn't have been surprised if either one of these teams, you know, walked away as the state champion. I thought Capital was um, you know, obviously the the more talented team especially you know on the top end but Seymour is just you know very well coached they're very well rounded you know super fundamental um you know in my head and just I always I I take things back to my childhood but I kind of thought back to um you know the 1998 Bulls you know taking on the the Indiana Pacers in the you know Eastern Conference Finals you know it was like you could see that Capital was trying to get that three feet and you felt the entire time that they were going to get it but um they just had to take that it was a little more effort to get it across the finish line this time. And um, I, I think that in the end, it, it kind of made it more rewarding. I was about to say, I mean, with what this capital team's done and been on the run, how impressive is it considering the fact the number of games they won? Yeah, it's really amazing. You know, you think about it, I think it's 71, 71 or 72. I lost track. I think it's 71. Um, but yeah, it's really incredible to think about, you know, over, you know, almost three full seasons. Um, their last loss was um, in 2018, their first crosstown match against Helena High. So it's been a long time since, you know, they've lost a match. And um, it, it really is impressive to, um, you know, not have an off night or, you know, to, to not have somebody, you know, come out and get hot against you. Um, this year was harder, though. They had, you know, like in uh, last season, nobody took them to five cents, you know, throughout the year. And this year, um, they they were taken to five sets, you know, four different times, and they had to rally back, you know, from a few deficits, and that's not something that they had to do before. And, and so I think that that's a credit to them that you know they were able to still get it done, even though they faced some adversity. Yeah, it's really interesting because you know that always adding that aspect to it um, with this team, obviously the Barch twins. I mean, how pivotal have they been this year for this team? Yeah, they're they're really outstanding. It's it's hard to you know you can't coach size. That's always you know, the old adage, and that's really true. You know, Paige Barch is 6'4", and um, she's a very good, you know, blocker, hitter. I mean, obviously, she's going to Boise State, 
But you know, Danny Bartz really took her game to the next level. I mean, this Capital team lost Sarah Ashley, who you know is uh, you know going to play volleyball at the University of Montana, um, and she actually had the record for the most kills ever in the history of Capital High School. So they lost a huge piece. You know, one of the best hitters you know in the state of Montana. And, um, there wasn't as much drop off, I think, because Danny stepped in it and played so well, and and she really you know had some of her best moments. You know, she shined in the you know crosstown matchup. Um, that went to five sets, you know, this, you know, um, past match, she had some really big kills and, and they were huge parts in that. Um, but, but I would say Audrey Hofer, you know, it's right there. It's definitely a, a big three for capital. When we talk about how, what Helena has done, and this is kind of going to more broad, because obviously capital has won three volleyball state championships. And if you're looking at the two more popular girls sports in high school sports, Helena's dominated. You look at, obviously, I know Capital, they, they didn't win the outright championship. They win a share, but that makes it four consecutive years where Helena's got at least a, a share or the outright championship in girls' basketball. It's been a very dominant run in girls' sports in Helena. Yeah, it really has been. Um, and it, it's funny because Paige Barch actually mentioned that. She said that she wanted to get, you know, the three-peat because Helena High had, you know, gotten that in basketball. Um you know, so there was that kind of some competition because those capital girls were kind of on the losing end there with, you know, that last year, especially, you know, as part of that Helena High 3 P. So um, there was more of that rivalry there. But, yeah, it's it's really fun. And the, the volleyball thing, um, you know, not only is, is capital really good, but Helena High has been really good, too. If you think, uh, you know, Helena High beat them, was the only team to beat them in 2018, you know, lost to them in the championship round, you know, in 2019. And then this year, you know, almost, you know, had another crosstown state championship. So it's been really high level of play kind of on both sides. And, and you could say the same thing about, you know, the capital basketball teams too, when Helena High was, you know, winning their championships. And, and I think that's what, you know, has made those rivalries really great. And also for each of those teams, that's one. And I think that that just, you know, the fact that the other crosstown team was good, just makes it a little bit sweeter. You know, like when, when Michigan won their championship in 1997, it was a little bit sweeter because, you know, they beat a really good Ohio state team you know, on their way to do it. So I think beating your rival when they're good and then also winning your championship, you, you can't picture anything better than that. Right now we are with Chris Peterson from the Helena IR as we're talking high school sports uh, and as the season's wrapped up too. Uh, looking at volleyball in particular, Chris, I know it's kind of tough high school. Who knows what's going to happen next six months as far as what's going to happen next fall. Um, but what do you think about Capital? Are they going to continue to increase on this uh, winning streak that they have right now? And are they the favorite going into next year? You know, I would I wouldn't call them the favorite. I think it would be hard to call anybody um, the favorite. You know, outside of uh, CMR, I think I feel like CMR is going to have some really strong pieces. Lauren Linseth is back next year, and she's a really good player. Um, you know, she she's not the tallest girl out there, but you know, she's incredible in that state championship game. I mean, she really impressed me. Um, you know, Tennyson Heller is another good one. Um, so I I'm not saying that they're going to be the favorite, but I don't think that you can you know put capital you know right there they'll be in the mix for sure they've got some good pieces back you know parkland heller i think is going to be a strong hitter when she you know is kind of steps into a more prominent role um you know kennedy poach is going to be back um rachel stacy's another you know pretty strong hitter i think she's gonna you know kind of also you know grow in, in some of her own ways and rebecca cleveland's a really good coach so i i do think capital is going to be right there you know um helena high will be in the mix they're going to lose some key pieces too but i really think cmr is you know the team to beat and they're they're losing some seniors, but but more of their seniors were their role players. They're going to be returning two um, all state, two two time all state players. So I would, I you know, if I was a betting person, I would maybe start with them. If I was you know a Vegas odds maker, but 
you know, it's just going to be hard to hard to say in high school sports. So much of it comes down to coaching and, you know, who can, you know, develop those kids and what kids are really going to take that step because, you know, it's kind of like in college football. Sometimes you just, you never know how good somebody is until you get a chance to see them play. Chris, flipping it over to high school football, obviously you've been you know covering Helena and, and Capital over there as well, uh, but we're down to the final weekend of high school football in Class AA, Billings West taking on Sentinel. What do you think about the matchup? Yeah, I think it's a, kind of a dream come true for fans. You know, if you were, if you picked the two teams that everybody wanted to see this year, you know, it was Sentinel and West. You know, if we had a, if we had a bowl championship series type of system, you know, those would be the two teams that we would pick. And, you know, I, I think it's going to be a really great matchup. You know, there's a ton of college talent on both sides. You know, they've got good quarterbacks. They've got dynamic athletes. Um, you know, they're both kind of used to, you know, being in this big stage, but, uh, you know, and they've both gotten kind of close in the, in the years past and, not quite got there, so I think they're both hungry, you know, to win that championship, and I, I think it's going to be a really, um, a really exciting matchup. We saw, we've seen a lot of really good football players this season. Season, obviously, you had a chance to see Iden a couple of weeks ago when Bozeman came to town. Um, you know, I think of you know guys like a Junior Bergen, um, obviously Cameron Sermon, and and others here. I know every single year in high school football we have great football players, and I'm not saying this year is any different, but we are saying goodbye to some really, really talented and great football players this year. Yeah, so uh, you know, if you look at Montana in terms of just like from a recruiting perspective, it's a really strong year. Um, you know, the wrong the Dylan Rollins kid from uh, you know Sentinel's probably going to go you know Pac-12 or Mountain West or something. So. You know, it's a really strong year. They've got five or six, you know, commits, but you see a lot of, you know, Montana kids getting offered by, you know, Montana and Montana State. And I, I think, you know, you see a lot of early offers too. And that kind of shows you, you know, Caden, Caden Dowler of, uh, you know, Billings West got offered by, you know, Montana State the other day. And so he's, you know, one of a number of their underclassmen who've already, you know, received those offers. So I think that kind of speaks volumes to the talent that you see. But, um, you know, yeah, Missoula Sentinel, you know, they're going to be, you know, losing a bunch of really great players, you know, both of their quarterbacks, um, you know, the Cernan kid, and uh, I'm, I'm blanking on the other kid's name right now. Um, Bay. Yeah, Dayton Bay, yeah. I mean, we're, we're going to see both of those kids are going to play college football for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, it, yeah, there's a lot of really talented kids. And one thing that's kind of interesting, if you're you're looking at next year, you know, Billings West, you know, has a lot of, of really talented players that are going to be coming back. So I think, looking towards next year, you know, they might be the favorite. So that's why it's really interesting to see, you know, this matchup, you know, are they going to be kind of peering towards next year knowing that they're going to have a really good shot or is it, you know, that, that's just kind of what I'm interested in. Are they going to have the same urgency as Sentinel who has a bunch of players graduating and this is going to be their last opportunity to, you know, win that state championship, at least with this group. Right now we are with Chris Peterson from the Helena IR. Chris, flipping it over, obviously, I, I kind of mentioned it to you, you know, we're not going to have any winter sports for the month of December. Usually we have at least something going on, but we're not going to see anything until uh, January. Obviously, um, let me just get your thoughts here uh, about that situation. And, and do you think, and or do you think we'll see winter sports here? Uh, you know, I don't know. I would say it's um, kind of up in the air right now. Not that I've heard, you know, anything one way or the other. I've just, I just think that there's a lot of, um, you know, people that are worried about, you know, whether they're going to be able to, uh, you know, pull it off and mm-hmm. kind of come up with a plan that's, you know, I get, you know, safe, so to speak. I don't, you know, um, at least that's, you know, can be approved and, and who knows what, um, you know, the, there's a new, you know, limitation being, you know, put in place by governor Bullock today, I think with, uh, takes, uh, that starts in a, the 21st or something. Um, 
that limits gatherings to 25 people. So that, you know, that, that right there is kind of put a hampering on sports. Although, you know, those types of things have not been subject to, you know, school events haven't been subject to that in the past. So, you know, that's probably going to be in the case going forward. So I, th- I think if we do get fall sports, um, I, I think there's a strong chance that we're probably not going to have fans to start out. I think I, I would be pretty confident in saying that at least, you know, in the double A areas, the bigger population areas, I, I definitely could see, you know, sports just without fans. And, and we are seeing that at least, you know, in the, at the frontier level, you know, where Carroll basketball's got, you know, a couple of games this week and they're not, they're not allowing fans, no frontier fans until December 31st. So I, I think that that is something that we could see. I think, we, you know, the, the good thing is that, you know, basketball is more, more low risk than football is, right? I mean, you spend a lot of time, you know, guarding one person. There's a lot of, you know, interchangeable things, but, you know, for one, it's less people, you know, two football teams is almost a hundred people or two basketball teams, you know, you're looking somewhere in the twenties. So I think some of those factors help, but then it's also, you're looking at indoors and, you know, I don't know how all that, I'm not smart enough to know all that stuff, but I think it's, it's not a sure thing right now that we're going to have winter sports, at least on, you know, starting in January. Yeah, it was going to say on time, but they're already pushed back, as you said. Chris, my final question for you, obviously, is just this. I mean, we've already seen the end of the volleyball season this weekend to wrap up the entire fall sports season with the final games for football. Um, what do you think about the fact that we've gotten to this point? Obviously, there have been a lot of challenges, a lot of adversity. We've seen games postponed, canceled across the board. Um, but what do you think about just getting to this point? You know, I think it. One thing for me is I kind of, you know, buy into the idea that I don't think, you know, sports necessarily are going to make, you know, the transmission of it worse or going to make, you know, the virus worse. I think if you are smart about how how it's approached, you know, if you take, you know, if you're listening to the science, if you're listening to the people who know what they're talking about, um, which I think, you know, a lot of people, um, you know, they've done that obviously, and, and that's been really successful. I think, you know, as long as we follow the guidelines. Um, you know, I, I think we're going to be able to do that as long as, you know, the, there's not an overwhelming, I guess, percentage of the population that has it. I mean, one thing that comes to mind is like the big 10 with their proposal, you know, they have certain percentages, you know, if a certain percentage of the population has it, 8% or whatever, I have no idea. So, you know, I'm just throwing those numbers out there. Mm-hmm. I think if you have some sort of gauge where it's, you know, it, it may not be safe, like I said, I, I don't know, but I think as long as you're listening to people, I don't think, you know, playing football or basketball or whatever is going to make you more susceptible to it. Wrestling, that's, you know, that's another story. I don't know about, that's going to be a tough one, you know, because if you think about, say, like the state tournament, okay, you're in close contact and you're wrestling, you know, four different kids in your bracket, right? I mean, there's 16 kids in each weight class. I mean, you just, so that's, that's one where, you know, where, where if you look at the risk factors, you know, wrestling's pretty high up there with football. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know if, if that's going to play a factor into it, but I think some sports are obviously just more, you know, they, they kind of, they avail themselves of social distancing, but like volleyball, you know, volleyball is one of the most low risk sports, as you can imagine, because the kids aren't really ever within, you know, six feet of each other. So there's, there's certain challenges with every sport, but I think it's, it's great that, you know, people have been able to, you know, follow the protocols. And I think for the most part, it shows that, you know, playing sports is, you know, pretty safe in the most part. My featured guest, Chris Peterson from the Helena IR. Chris, if they want to follow your work, how can they do that? Yeah, like you said, the Helena IR, you know, um, the Helena IR.com. 
Um, and then uh, 406mtsports.com, you know, we're part of that, you know, kind of collaborative effort. So um, you can check out our work there as well as the work of our other, you know, great newspapers. Chris, really appreciate the time. Really appreciate the insight as always, my friend. You have yourself a great rest of your night. Look forward to chatting with you again soon. Yeah, you too. Go Pack. <laughs> <laughs>